What's up, boys and girls? It's all my misfits around the world. I'm your host, Rampage the Misfit, and you're tuned in to Misfit Minded, where I bring you everything movie and music related. Today is Thursday, December 6, 2018, and it's Throwback Thursday. That's where we jump in the time machine. We look at some of the albums and movies that are just classic and shaped what we are seeing now in the movie and music landscape. Uh, it's been a pretty slow day. Uh, Mike McCarthy obviously i told you got fired before the assistant coach is also fired looks like they're cleaning house uh Giannis Atenekumbo turns 24 today um from the milwaukee bucks congratulations to him and his success he's been named the player of the month uh for november and he will be named mvp at the end of the year mark my words <laughs> um they also announced the golden globe nominations today and you know the golden globes aren't the oscars they're basically a like a heads up to be like hey these are the movies that might be considered for the oscars but they don't always line up perfectly i think the big takeaway uh from reading up on it today is that black panther got nominated for best drama and i mean that's that's good for superhero films to be taken seriously i wish they would have done the same thing for the dark knight back in 2008 when uh heath ledger won for best actor it it should have been uh best picture too. dark knight should have been nominated for best picture and they were talking about making a like side category like best popular movie and that's just that was so dumb i, I hope seriously hope the oscars scrapped that idea after the backlash because it's like so you know what's popular right it's gonna be star wars disney uh remakes so we're just gonna see all of those movies every single year in the oscars no no thanks (laughs) um so yeah i i don't think black panther is one of the best dramas of the year but the other category they have for the grant for the golden globes is Uh, comedy or musical and some funny parts in black panther but i don't know if it's either it falls in those categories either uh so we'll see what happens with that it also got nominated for best score and uh best original song kendrick lamar all the stars which is still a good song and um yeah black panther other notable I would say snubs every year. There's people that don't get nominated. My two biggest snubs for this year. Number one, it was uh, Sissy Spacek in the episode called The Queen from Castle Rock. It's a show on Hulu based on Stephen King uh, property properties. But not really, though. It's its own narrative. 
but sissy spacek once i saw the episode i tweeted about it i said golden globes get your shit together nominate her this is by far easy one of the best performances and i'm saying that having watched the whole season and not loving it but that episode is amazing it stands out probably even more because of you know the episodes that weren't as good in that season but she got snubbed tony collette from hereditary another horror movie like horror genre they just don't show love to horror i don't know what it is um they're showing love to superhero films now i wish they would offer that same hand to horror because to say what you want about the film tony collette what she was asked to do in that movie is better than anything i think i've seen this year it she go the the depths that she goes to man like she has to go from loving mom to like psychotic meltdown to like being uh to the exorcist basically like being possessed it's just it's crazy i think that movie does not work if you don't have tony collette in that mom role so uh, also donald glover was nominated for atlanta but people were upset that the show wasn't nominated for best comedy i i've kind of fallen off of atlanta i really liked it when it first started but they've just gotten so crazy that the episode with like teddy where he's like in whiteface and he's just like another character and it's like michael jack i was like what are we doing like what is this <laughs> so i'm not that upset that that didn't get nominated uh yeah every, every year people are gonna feel some type of way about something that, that that didn't get nominated so that's not a surprise those were just two notable ones for me uh it just really reminded me of how many movies i'm behind on too that i have to go see i think out of like the best dramas i've only seen other than black panther uh i've only seen black klansman and that one is one of my favorite films of this year so not mad that that got nominated and i wouldn't be mad if that you know won uh it's kind of crazy to me that I, I looked it up after i saw the movie spike lee has never been i don't think even nominated for best director one time which is a travesty so i know for sure he definitely hasn't won so i think this year it might be one of those years where um if they're smart they'll give him his due because he's been malcolm x do the right thing he he, he should have gotten one a long time ago so i hope that he takes something at the golden globes if not the oscars um ne next year so that's my little piece about the golden globes let's get into the song of the day and then into all the nitty-gritty So I'm sticking with the theme of just songs that I cannot get out of my head. And this song also has an amazing music video. I just think I got into this rant yesterday um, with a friend and uh, we were smoking and having a good time. <laughs> but I, I think that music videos nowadays, say what you want about the music, have never been better produced. Like the production values on some of these vi music videos uh we were watching the weekend man he's got like fe not feature length but like short films basically like 10 minute music videos 
where people are getting like shootouts and car accidents i'm like this is when where else back in like the 90s and the 80s music videos were just like people in front of a backdrop and like fancy cars and like they were never this this crazy so i think the music videos nowadays um it's one of my favorite things to do when i'm like drinking or smoking with friends is just watch music videos because i love listening to music and then you get the visuals to it too and they're usually just as good um sets the mood so this this one right here it's joiner lucas uh i love and if you're not familiar with joiner lucas he's been an underground artist for the last couple of years and he actually got big through his music videos now uh he's reaching mainstream level um success with a feature on eminem's new album kamikaze and also with his public beef with tory lanes which i think he won easily um but it's been i guess debatable in the rap community but i don't know the rap community nowadays thinks that drake and Pusha t was debatable uh it's just they pick they pick who's popular i feel like more often than not so tory lanes di did his thing i'm not gonna lie uh it's just tory was is more lyrical he's just you come at him with the bars he's gonna sound better with the bars he's a more lyrical artist so i think he took that um in both tracks and in both diss tracks they did and props to both of them for releasing like four diss tracks all together within like 48 hours which is that's that's an amazing turnaround for any artist so you can't knock either of them for that this song though uh it's one of those where like i wasn't crazy about the the chorus uh, i thought it was like pretty simple but the more you listen to it the more it gets stuck in your head uh i think his flow switches up just enough to keep it engaging his bars are you know always on point uh and just the, like i said the music video there's like four or five different sets and they all are just like like how did someone even come up with this like they're really colorful and poppy and they really match the theme of the song so that's my song of the day is i love by joiner lucas check out the song and the music video highly recommend it So there wasn't really a lot of rap albums released on this day or week. So I'm kind of just going to give a warning about a new album that sampled two classic rap records and new artists. If you're going to sample a classic rap record, which you shouldn't be doing in the first place, like it's already enough that rap, we sample classic records from other genres that I feel like that's it's more acceptable because the average rap fan like uh, younger fan right now is not going to know um a rock sample or whatever or what have you jazz but if you're like a, a hip-hop fan and you, and you go back in the archives and you know like where the music came from you're gonna know like me upon hearing a song that like oh yeah this he got this from here he got this from here and then automatically you're setting yourself up for comparison so meek mills new album champions or what is a championship 
it's not that good i listened to most of it and it's pretty much a lot of features uh he samples phil collins in the air tonight which has been done already many times and i just i don't know man i think meek mill is boring i can't i need rappers to say something or if they're not saying something i need them to say something in a clever way like there needs to be either great content or it needs to be a slick way of saying it i think meek mill doesn't have either one so the two rap records i'm talking about there's one he has with jay-z and rick ross on the new one and it's a sample of biggie's notorious big's what's beef and it's called what's free and they can't even stick to the damn like concept of the record this is what i'm talking about you're sampling a song what's beef and biggie throughout that whole song is answering the question and it's a classic you know like ha 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 look at this bizarre rap phenomenon like his flow the way he switches it up um the chorus like talking about what's beef that's that's iconic and then you go on there meek mill does two verses to save himself because jay-z just went on here and completely decimated everybody rick ross was whatever and jay-z you know was the only one who stuck to the concept and so to me that's a fail that's a fail of a record you sampled a classic rap record and didn't even stick to the concept and you're lucky you even had a, a jay-z feature to save you on that and then there was another one where they sampled mob deep's getaway and uh, i have no problem you know uh sampling because that has like a really heavy sample of example of uh, of a sample just they're saying get away you can like immediately i was like oh he sampled that but again if you're going to do it do something memorable mob deep is known for their gritty sample heavy new york sounding beats uh you know courtesy of havoc and i just think meek mill doesn't really match that style per se i like meek mill when it's he gets a lot of shit for like yelling if you're if your voice that's your range that's what you're gonna do just make a lot of you know turn up house party records like that house party that's that was probably when i liked meek mill the most and it's like that's if that's your go-to i feel like they're just setting him up with these like kind of poppy feature heavy singles and i'm like you're trying to make an underground uh quote-unquote gangster rap artist fit into that and he's not that type of artist um so yeah i mean this wasn't really like a throwback thursday but i'll say that the music of yesterday is still influencing albums that are still coming out and the albums nowadays have nothing on them um so just a warning if you're going to sample a classic rap record do it right you gotta go hard on it <laughs> do it justice because if not you will be scrutinized by people like me and people that know rap um because that's just what my job is so now, now let's get into the movies there's tons of movies that have come on this day so let's get into that
So I actually did find one album that came out this week, December 6th, 2005. Lil Wayne dropped a Carter 2. Some would argue his best album. I would still say probably the Carter 3. But I did acknowledge um, when a lot of people were saying that, that I haven't listened to it in a really long time. So this is one I've been meaning to go back to. And I, I swore I was going to for the Carter 5 that was released this year. And I didn't. I'm going to go and check it out because I, I can't. Obviously, I recommend it. I remember liking it. But I'm not going to like speak on it as fully um but i will say that around the Carter two is when i became a fan of little wayne uh hustler music i saw the music video for that and i was like "Ooh, like this i like this southern smooth style um and i don't usually like southern rap so he definitely drew me in with that one and from there like carter three is when he completely blew up and obviously getting into the mixtapes the dedications the sorry for the weight the no ceilings he just was killing it at the time so yeah, Lil Wayne, the Carter 2. How how many years ago is that now? 13 years ago? Jesus Christ. Okay, but as for the movie portion, let's start getting into some of these movies for Throwback Thursday. First one I have here, first two, I'll, say, I'll lump them together. We have Gran Torino came out on my birthday, December 9th, 10 years ago. Uh clint eastwood directed and stars he uh his new one the mule looks pretty good looks pretty promising i he, i think he likes those december release dates i think american sniper was december too um so yeah i like that i like this movie a lot i think that probably in 2018 standards people are just gonna watch it and be like oh my god he's racist uh offensive i'm triggered but like I, I don't know how many times I have to say, like, you have to bring in the context. He is purposefully a fucking racist because at the end, he redeems himself. He bonds the whole movie with the kid, even though he thinks that he can't, um, you know, bond with Hmong people. It calls them Hmong <laughs> and other racist shit but that is his arc I, I don't think people either they don't understand storytelling or they're just so quick to react but i think the only thing that draws this movie back for me is the kids acting and i it's kind of messed up because in milwaukee where i'm from there's a heavy monk population and i think the kid is from uh one of the, the community centers from here but he's not terrible it doesn't take me completely out but he's i mean next to clint clint eastwood like come on it's anyone could look like that so yeah i love grant torino and like the way his family treats him i always remember that just like they treat him like shit <laughs> they're just spoiled and uh the, the last middle finger he gives them at the end it's just it's satisfying um so yeah check that one out it's one i still have to get i, ha I don't own that one for whatever reason but that's number one this next one i do own and it's not by any means my favorite from this guy, but I think it's at this point underrated uh, because I don't usually hear people talking about it. And that's Yes Man dropped again on my birthday, December 9th, 10 years ago, 2008. And I like this movie a lot. I, I think the only thing I I am not crazy about uh, rewatching it recently again, I think I showed my little brother, the ending kind of falls apart a little bit. It, it's not sure what type of movie it wants to be, like the comedy or the romantic part, and it doesn't really 
gel together as well as it could have and it's basically a remake of liar liar with just the gimmick is he has to say yes to everything where in that one he couldn't lie and obviously liar liar is the superior movie that's like a classic at this point but like i said people sleep on yes man there's some funny ass parts in here i think him his relationship with zoe de chanel is funny bradley cooper like being his friend is is a good part is a good role for him uh i like just the ridiculousness of him learning all of the stuff he has to say yes everything he gets married online uh he he approves all these loans at his job um his uh singing with zoe de chanel is is funny i think the most laughs come from the relationship uh one of the funny parts is when he <laughs> he has to wake up early to meet with her uh and like her job is morning photography he has to wake up super early so he goes to bed then his friend calls him to go out clubbing and he has to say yes so he comes in the morning super hammered and like going off of red bulls and just like passes out <laughs> off of like 10 red bulls because he crashed it he crashed stuff like that it's like this movie is boosted by jim carrey which he he's known to do so obviously it's ridiculous but i think it's still a fun time and uh worth a watch uh if you're not sure just rent it but i own it because i love jim carrey i think it's one of his more underrated ones even though i wouldn't put it on par with like ace ventura or liar liar but i mean that's that's heavy competition right there and let's get into my next ones coming up my next two movies are going to be from 15 years ago and these ones are i'd say another underrated one that's unfairly hated a little bit and maybe no i wouldn't even say this is overrated but it definitely got the acclaim that most movies could hope for so the first one i'm going to talk about december 5th 2003 the last samurai with tom cruise came out and as ridiculous as that sounds to say this movie is still good like if you can get past that tom cruise is the last samurai they contextualize it in the film it makes sense like what he's doing and there's still like you know actual samurais in it fighting he the the lead just happens to be white and happens to be tom cruise and i know some people can't get past that but i promise you if you do it is still a good movie one that i own and you know that i'm not ashamed of owning even though by today's standards you know oh it's he's the white savior and all this other shit like i get it it still has a lot of good action and choreography ken watanabe is in it it's got a good cast the way it's directed and shot um is entertaining so for all those reasons go get the last samurai and watch it because it still stands up as a good movie and the second one i don't think i even need to talk about this being a good movie or convince anyone it's lord of the ring lord of the rings return of the king dropped on december 1st 2003 15 years ago again and i just recently went to the theater i they had something going where i'm from where all three movies were being shown the extended versions not back to back for those who think i'm like insane but like uh they spaced it out between three weeks and i went every week and 
Uh, I'm not going to lie, it does drag, and they were the extended edition, so they did drag in some parts. Uh, I can even admit that, you know, I was getting a little tired, but I think Return of the King really holds up. You get, like, uh, a lot of the Gollum stuff um, that you started off in the first two ones, but I think his performance in this one uh, is really commendable. The You get the conclusion, like, to to the series uh, a lot of everything wraps up it still holds up uh, the effects it's hard to judge the extended versus the theatrical I don't really know the differences but yeah I mean like I said do I even have to sell it one pretty much every Oscar that year uh, Elijah Wood the entire cast Ian McKellen uh, it's just a, a great movie and like I think people lose sight of how good it is because of the length but don't don't see the extended then i i think i even the ones i own are the theatrical so you don't have to to get those vigo mortensen yeah it's just uh so go go see the theatrical and people who say they're too long i i posted this too i still believe this if you won't sit through a three hour three and a half hour movie but but people will binge watch a show for like an entire day you know what i mean like i don't understand people that say it's too long maybe because it's one storyline but still it's like get over it (laughs) so it's it's lord of the rings for god's sakes and i mean like i haven't even seen all the hobbit movies i'm not ashamed to admit that i i mean people tell me that they're the i saw the first hobbit and i just i was out after that but i guess the sequels are better but i mean the the original the original franchise started off still holds up peter jackson deserved all the recognition he got for that for bringing that story to life people thought you he wouldn't be able to film it at all so the fact he did do that and in this in the early 2000s can we talk about that the effects in the early 2000s still holding up um it's it's to be commended still uh it's definitely a filmmaking like landmark um all those movies i think return of the king it's probably not my favorite one though i think the two towers is still my favorite but return of the king is definitely still up there probably the second best one so those are the two from 15 years ago let's keep throwback thursday going so two comedies from for throwback thursday Another underrated one, I feel like, that if you look at the list of shitty sequels, this one is not as bad as, the like, Dumb and Dumber 2 or Zoolander 2 or, you know, any of those sequels that are just, like, terrible. I feel like this one's... It was okay. Um, it's Wayne's World, December 10th, 93. Uh, it's got the same cast members. It's got Chris Farley's back. Uh, it's the Wayne, one where he, go, he puts on Wayne stock. There are some funny sequences in this still. Like uh, Garth gets a girlfriend. The like Wayne's dream sequences. Uh, and then my probably my favorite is when um, his girlfriend, Wayne's girlfriend's dad, he meets her him for the first time, and they have like a whole like. <laughs> kung fu fight where the lip syncing is off like a kung fu movie oh man that shit kills me every single time 
um so i mean it's the it's like the same humor obviously not as good as the first one um but like i said if you look at other comedy sequels i think wayne's world 2 deserves to be like in the conversation and then a comedy that is great and is the first one in its franchise is uh december 2nd 1988 so wayne's world 2 how many years ago is that 25 years ago so this one's got to be 30 years ago damn is the naked gun with leslie nielsen man it's been a minute since i've seen this but it is hilarious i know those movies that whole franchise is is amazing still leslie nielsen was a treasure of the spoof genre i miss him uh no one really did it like him and that first naked gun still holds up (laughs) um just i remember the part with his girl like where he's seducing the girl and he's like i don't have he's talking about protection using protection and then the next scene they're in giant condom suits (laughs) oh or like they that whole montage they they walk out of uh the movie theater like laughing belly laughing and then they look up and they they just saw platoon it's just like the it's if you like airplane it's that same comedy um i believe it's the same comedy team but if if not it's the same type of comedy the same brand of humor uh the part where uh there's a part where someone offers him a cuban he goes cuban and he's like no uh irish <laughs> like it's just so stupid dude like leslie nielsen had that humor down packed so i appreciate wayne's world 2 for being an okay sequel and i appreciate the naked gun for just launching that whole franchise um yeah and so let's get let's keep throwback thursday going we're going back and back in the time machine And uh, another underrated one I feel like I should tell people about in another classic, classic movie, one of my favorites. So I'll start with the underrated John Carpenter's Christine, December 8th, 1983. What is that? 93, 2003, 13. What is that? 35 years? Yeah, 35 years or something like that. Um, But anyways, John Carpenter ruled the 80s his music his directing and he took a stephen king book that like i never thought could be brought to film and he did it and the effects really hold up still um it's one i own i haven't rewatched it since i bought it i probably should i was on a john carpenter marathon for a while there i just picked up escape from new york and christine and i was watching uh, halloween for halloween but anyway and anyways christine is a a solid movie a solid like horror thriller about you know love and attachment and heartbreak bullying as well in the 80s it's a stephen king you know uh trademark and uh so yeah it's about the car that comes to life if people don't know about it it's about the the old school car that comes to life named christine and she is a jealous bitch (laughs) like i always remember the scene where he's like he has a girl in the car and they're like about to get busy basically and christine's like hell no and tries to like think uh what is she something with the fumes tries to like suffocate them by like and closes the windows 
yeah man like i said a jealous bitch <laughs> and that same day december 8th 1983 more fire the brian de palma classic scarface man i can't tell you how many times i've seen this movie it is crazy it's the closest thing to a cocaine trip i think has, that has been put to film oliver stone wrote this he admitted he was on coke writing this it shows the the performances from al pacino uh amazing like i know like it could get shit nowadays again for because he's not really cuban and he's putting the accent is terrible i don't care it's classic the lines the action the the cocaine the drugs it's like it's it was so ahead of its time it influenced so many rappers so many movies um the way it's shot is really uh brilliant like I, I, i've been gushing about De palma for the last couple of days now and yeah scarface i'm writing my final paper on it that's due like in a week or two so i have to watch it yet again but man i just i love that the lines like i said the classic lines say hello to my little friend um the world chico everything in it um uh, just every, every line you gotta look in your eye like you haven't been fucked in here <laughs> oh man that his relationship with uh with the girl in it too is just incredible how tony gets he, he he fucks his boss's wife after he kills him like that is and it's uh michelle pfeiffer that is some dirty shit right there that's like a whole nother level of stealing your girl someone's girl um but yeah if you haven't seen it by any chance you have not seen scarface go see it like immediately and like I, I, someone else was like it's a three-hour movie man i'm like i don't give a shit i sit through that epic film every time and will not get bored of it that's one thing you cannot say about this movie it it goes at a, at a brisk pace and yeah you're ultimately rewarded with just an amazing movie i can, I, I don't know what else more i can say about it <laughs> uh you fucking with me you fucking with the best i could just quote this movie all day if you want that could, that could just be the podcast uh scarface quotes <laughs> fly pelican fly <laughs> oh he wants a he wants a tiger i want a tiger tony the character of tony montana is one that i think it's the number 10 gangster movie of all time they made a list uh, I actually saw the original recently too, which is actually better than I thought. It was made in like the 30s, but it's not touching. It's, come on, Scarface. So about a Cuban political refugee. I'm a political prisoner from Cuba. It's not touching that movie. So those are my two 35 years ago that I highly recommend. All right, guys, that is it for Throwback Thursday. I'll be back tomorrow for some more good stuff. I know that Avengers 4 trailer is supposedly dropping tomorrow morning. I will definitely have a reaction for that. That is one that we've been anticipating for a long time. But I think maybe we'll go through some trailers and I'll give my opinions on those. That's uh, something I haven't done, but I usually do it on the Stardust app. You can follow me at Misfit Minded. 
on uh, social medias the facebook page is up and running the instagram page is up and running your your follows and your likes on there really help out the show as your listens here wherever you get it from anchor of spotify itunes um i appreciate it all and as always call in if you disagree if you were just seething what listening to me rant about meek mill <laughs> you're the you're a meek mill you think he killed drake you think back to back is weak i want to hear it call me the, let's talk about it on the show let's squabble it out uh or any of the stuff i talked about you think scarface is overrated as fuck doesn't hold up it's racist call me and let's do it i'm i'm answering i'm welcoming all all challengers uh but seriously thank you guys for listening and i'll be back tomorrow and as always enjoy your mind trip but don't trip on your mind